The following podcast is a Dear Media production. So you lied to your child? I mean, not kind of, but not really. I had to do what I had to do. I mean, YouTube is still, YouTube Kids is still on the family TV, but no longer on our devices anymore. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Parenthood. Your life does not end here. Hi, I'm Christelle Lim, mother of two. And I'm Sarah Son, also a mother of two. We are longtime friends and now mothers. This is Being Bumo, a podcast about all things parenting. We want to have honest conversations about motherhood so we can each define it for ourselves. We're here to build our village and we hope that you join us. So I am going through something right now. Oh boy. Let's hear it. Am I going through a pre-midlife crisis because I just got my ears pierced? I read this article on Wall Street Journal that just came out. Actually, it didn't just come. It came out a while ago. But me and five of my mom friends, we had a few drinks and we were like, let's go get our ears pierced. It was like 9 p.m. on a Saturday. And we did it. And it was so much fun, and now I want more. Please do not judge me as you're like staring at my ear right now. Well, it's it's a little red, but that's that's a really pretty. Um, is it called a ring or an earring? Well, or I got my second low pierced, mm-hmm. and then I think this is a helix. I I don't know. What did the article say? What, it, like, what is it? Let me let me pull it up <laughs> for you because it, it's actually quite accurate. But I was also, and I think we could do another podcast about this because I don't necessarily think it's 100% true, nor is it fair to say that all moms that are getting their ears pierced is all of a sudden going through a midlife (laughs) crisis. But pretty much this is the title. It says, do multiple ear piercings spell midlife crisis? Gen X and older millennial women are increasingly splurging on multiple earlobe and cartilage piercings. Some are awakening long dormant wild streaks. Others are reasserting their identities. I really don't like the word cartilage. I mean, um, yeah. I, I don't know. You tell me because you're the one that got it pierced. Well, let me, let me bring up this conversation that I had with my girlfriend who got it with me, Caroline. Uh And she said, I think it's not so much a midlife crisis, but a return to who we are, who Mm. we've always been. We put our own lives on hold to take care of our babies and put them first. And now we can go back and reclaim being ourselves. So that's my story. I'm sticking with it. It sounds way better than labeling it a midlife crisis. (laughs) While I put my reading glasses on. I think it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Why I mean, I, I, I love it. I had fun. That was like my little, I don't know. Escape, escape just, yeah. for the past decade that I haven't done anything <laughs> exciting. Anyways, today we are talking about social media and screen time, Ooh. which is which is a tricky topic, right? Yeah. It's, it has good and bad. It's There's a lot of good things about it and there's a lot of things to be careful about. What is happening at your home right now, Chris? What kind of, what does it look like when it comes to devices? Well, let me let me just first put it out there that I am not perfect. I don't think neither of us are no perfect. One is. Perfect. Yes, no, so one no one is. No one's expecting. And that. we're not experts at this. This is just simply what we're doing, and we're just sharing kind of this information with you guys. So I hope that you guys can, you know take it with a grain of salt and hopefully this can give you some ideas or maybe ideas not to do. (laughs) I have a few (laughs) stories on that. Um, But let's start off with screen time and then we'll go into maybe social Social media media. after our lunch break. Okay, that's good. So for me, I have a six-year-old, Chloe, and Colette, who's three years old. Colette has barely seen the screen. She does not care for it, which is so interesting because... Chloe, when I first had her, she was she always had an interest for it. And I don't know if it's because I was always on it and she just had this like interest in it. But I think because Colette has, I don't know, for some reason she just likes being outdoors more and she likes pl- like being hands-on with things. She has no interest for it until she turned three. And now she's like starting to watch Peppa Pig and those kind of cute shows. Yeah. Whereas with Chloe... Honestly, I think we did it. 
not so right from the start, but yeah. we didn't know, right? Yeah. We were kind of going off of like what our caretakers were telling us and then our close friends were doing and we're kind of just figuring it all out. And at that time, I was like, okay, well, if she just watches like Coco Melon at the age of like two years old, she's fine, right? But then I think at that early introduction, she kind of got a taste of what technology could do. And she, I mean, she got really like, she always wanted it, yeah. right? So we had to put a kind of stop on it. But now at six years old, she is in school, thankfully, for most part of the day. Yes. And that helps a lot, right? Right. Vacation. I think we should do screen time with vacation. The whole, like that's a whole different si- situation. I see. What because you're saying, then, like the, space, the time, we have so many more times to hours to cover. Exactly. Yeah. So for Chloe, when she has any sort of kind of like free time, her mind naturally goes to, "I'm bored. Can oh, I yeah. see the screen? Can I watch the screen?" Right. And so it's usually after school when you know um, there's a little bit of downtime. But yeah, for us, the rule is, at least for me and my household, it's no more than 30 minutes, maximum to an hour a day. And that usually happens right after dinner because I'm still finishing up dinner because I don't eat dinner with them because I'm busy feeding them. So after they're done eating, she watches her screens for like, I don't know, 30 minutes. And then that's about it. But on the weekends, we do a little bit more. And oh, I'll, t- I'll tell this story a little later because it's really funny. But you go you go ahead and tell me what you do. I think that makes sense, what you're saying. Do you guys watch, when you say Screen Time and Peppa Pig, are you guys watching that on a tablet or on a television? Have you ever gone into someone's home and you're like, it smells so cozy in here and it smells like the holidays. It's the most inviting feeling ever. Have you ever wondered, how do you achieve that cozy nostalgic scent within your own home in the most chic way possible? It's called Vitruvi. Vitruvi creates beautiful diffusers and non-toxic essential oils to naturally and safely scent your space. I believe that aroma allows you to take ownership of your home, whether you want to feel energized, relaxed, or something in between. Diffusing essential oils instantly transforms your space. Vitruvi is also the perfect gift to give your loved ones this holiday season. Their holiday collection is a curated offering, making holiday gifting that extra special. I'm definitely going to be gifting a lot of Vitruvis this season to my friends and family as well. From chic and festive cordless move diffuser colors to thoughtfully blended scents that scent the stage for a joyful holiday, there's something to surprise and delight everyone on your list. Vitruvi's first ever holiday collection is here and is designed specifically for the winter season and available only for a limited time. There are three limited edition colors that are the perfect embodiment of the holiday, but also sophisticated enough to fit all year round in your home. The three colors include Willow, a light whimsical green, Chestnut, a sleek metallic brown with purple undertones, and Charm, a creamy metallic pearl inspired by twinkling lights, which is my personal favorite. Also, there are two exclusive holiday blends. One is Fireside, which is for slow days and cozy nights, and two is Afterglow. It's perfect for coming in from the cold. It's spicy, sweet, and inviting. Visit vitruvi.com slash beingbumo and use code BUMO20 to get 20% off your next purchase. That is vitruvi.com slash beingbumo and use the code BUMO20 to get 20% off. And action. Hey everyone, I'm Sarah Gretzky. And I'm Natalie Buck. And together, we are the Net Chicks. We're here to talk anything and everything on screen, including what your favorite celebs are up to. And if you want to know what shows we are absolutely loving and hating, well, thank God, because we will be unpacking for you every single Thursday. So grab your Netflix and some popcorn because the chicks are coming. And scene. Okay. <laughs> well, I might as well tell the story now. Tell it now. <laughs> You guys, please do not judge me when I'm about to share. And I do not recommend doing this because it's not the most truthful thing to do. Oh, uh-huh. But Chloe really loved YouTube kids, right? That's uh-huh. what she kind of grew up with. And, you know, when she was young, it was fine. It was like all the innocent stuff like Cocomelon and, you know, kind of like these cartoons that she was really into. But all of a sudden, she really got into you know, unboxing and watching kids like open things and gifting and like vlogs, like family yeah. vlogs, which 
I understand. I'm a I I created family vlogs as well, but for me, I created that content for my older audience, right? For right, not, not for, for young kids to, to watch. Right. And there's a clear difference in that. Right. So I started seeing that she started getting really interest, a lot of interest in the family vlogs, and that's all she would watch. And it kind of it made me feel really uneasy because there would be like an older man. Like vlogging from his bed, talking about like what he's gonna do for the day, you know, <laughs> God, uh-huh. right? And uh-huh. so I just felt slightly uncomfortable with that, and and so I just told her one day I woke up and I deleted YouTube and I told her, oh my gosh, Chloe, YouTube went out of business. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Yeah. And she was like, huh? What? Why? And obviously, like that only lasted for. And how old is she at this moment? She's she was. Five when I did uh this. And she was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just watch, like, you know, my Netflix. And for me, at least those shows are more curated. Yeah. um, As far as, like, it's not... Like, when you're a content creator, anyone can create content and upload it, right? Yeah. So that's where it becomes tricky on YouTube, right? Whereas, like, with Netflix and Disney, although there are some shows that are a little bit too mature, at least they're... It's kind of gone through a filter, right? Right. Of some sort. Yeah. And so that's what I do with Chloe. She... So she does have a tablet, but it does not have YouTube on there. We do have YouTube on our TV. So if she wants to watch something, then I'll watch it with her. On the TV, so at least I can monitor what's going on. Yeah. So that's what I do. How about you? Okay. Uh, okay. Well, because I'm trying to think back at when my kids were three, five, kind of where you are right yeah. now, or four, four six. Um, okay. So I, what I've, you know, gathered from families who have older kids around me when I had kids, Yuri, like where, where Chloe and Colette are now, mm-hmm. they always told me pick your battles. Mm. And I I was like, that makes really good sense. Like, I know that I can't say no to everything. I'm kind of like a no mom in general. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's what I do. Um, and so then I remember thinking like, okay, there are things that I have to just let them have control over. I don't want to fight them. I want to build their confidence. I want to let them, you know, feel good about their decisions, even at an early age, like mm. three, four, five, right? So I knew that the the two things for me that I was going to be a stickler about was food and the internet mm. and like what they watch. So, and I also want to preface by saying that I have a husband who's works from home and has worked from home before COVID. Mm. His mm-hmm. company's like 10 years ahead of everyone in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, figured that out, the working from home thing. And we had some sort of hired help at different parts of like the first five years right. when I was a mom. Okay. So I have a lot of hands-on kind of help. I don't think we really did screens definitely up until... Okay, well, we didn't really do screen and TV. And I think it's different now because I'm looking at kids right now who are three Mm. versus when my kids were three and how much just much more exposure they have. Yeah. But my kids are eight and ten and maybe we missed a little bit of that. Yeah. Of that. Like we didn't have YouTube kids when my kids were five. Really? It wasn't around? It was maybe, but not as much. But it wasn't like a thing back then. It wasn't a thing. It's not like Uh everybody was watching it. It's not like people were talking about it all day. It wasn't like it had a ton of content. So maybe that's why we never, we didn't do internet for a long time. And even now, up until COVID. So for me, COVID changed things a little bit. Mm. We, the kids didn't really watch screens. Definitely not Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays and Sundays, they had two hours each. Like they could watch TV or screens for two hours or two so hours. Monday through Friday they're screen free. They're screen free so, up until COVID. I think COVID switched things a little bit. Okay, kind of what you're saying. We were spending way more time at home, and I was like, just do the take the iPads or whatever. So right now, Monday through Friday, do they get the screens or no? They don't. Oh, okay. But again, like you're saying earlier, they're now back in school. Mm-hmm. Eight hours are being, you know, delegated to school. So they don't need to come home at four and, and be on a screen. But that's what I'm saying is that, like, it's so important to know what you want your kids, like, how you want the structure to be a little bit down the line because it's really hard to take it back. That's exactly. If you already started it. That's actually my story. Mm-hmm. So I want to say that. Before that, what I used to do with my mommy friends was we would all try to get together for a lunch or or a dinner, Mm -hmm. and we would have to bring the kids. 
And so we would give them our iPhones and prop it up on them. They were still on some sort of a high chair uh-huh. and we would prop up the iPhone in front of them and let them watch Peppa Pig or something on, on the screen. Right. And we would try to have a decently-ish normal lunch or dinner. What ended up happening was that they would that was occasional. It was like the occasional time that I went out with my with my mommy friends. But then they wanted it at breakfast. Then they wanted it at lunch. Then they wanted it before sleeping time. Mm. Then they wanted it d- during a card ride. Then they wanted it for a play date. And yes. it just became this thing where I couldn't... It was supposed to give mommy like a 45-minute break. And it just became a battle of like, can I have five more minutes? Can I have 10 more minutes? And yeah. I, it just became so much about that that I felt more stressed when it was supposed to give me a break. Yeah. And so I do remember, I think when my son was two and a half years old, we completely took it out of our of our of our time. So you kind of started it. We started it. And I saw how it became a thing that they kept asking and asking kind of what you're saying with maybe with Chloe. Yeah. And then after a while, my husband and I were like, no, we this cannot be the way that they interact. We want them to learn to sit during lunch and be able to sit. We want them to be able to go on a plate and not have to worry about who has a phone and what are we watching. And so after that, we did like a hard, like like cold turkey. Cold turkey. We took it out. It was so stressful for the first six months. And we just kind of, we just did it. And we slowed down. We had to do the whole like, okay, now we're taking all different things. We're making sure we're packing the crayons. We're making sure we're packing different types of toys and entertainment and giving them, hopefully giving them more tools to just play on their own. But there's always the occasional ride, and obviously on their airplane, and yeah. there are the occasional times where they are watching it mm-hmm. and using it. But it's now not really part of our everyday. And then COVID, COVID switched it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. But well, I overall, think. Yeah, we try. I think the number one thing is that the problem with screen time for kids is that I mean, first of all, screen time for any age is highly addictive, right? Incredibly. Like addictive. last night. I so I I sleep pretty late because I have just so much work and then you know how on stories you could check who sees your stories right uh-huh, like yeah. if they who last saw it yeah and then I posted I slept at like 3 a.m yesterday because I was just oh so busy God. so I posted a story yesterday at 3 a.m um for like just to get it out of the way because yeah. I was supposed to post it today yeah and then I look at it right before I was supposed to go to sleep. And my mom checked it. I was like, it's freaking 3 a.m. I talked to her this morning. I was yeah. like, I saw you looking at my stories yeah. when I posted at 3 a.m. Yeah. I was like, what were you doing up at 3 a.m.? Yeah, she was like, oh, I had to go to the bathroom. And I just like looked, I had to look at my phone. Yeah. And I saw that you posted something. And I'm like, at 3 a.m., yeah. you don't need to w- look at your stories. Just yeah. go to sleep. I, I find myself through COVID for me too. I think I was really good before COVID to like put my phone away and then not go to bed with it. Like yeah. my husband and I were really good about, we charge our phone outside of our bedroom. Mm. Like we try to implement all those things. We have the timers on. But then through COVID, I was just endless scrolling. I just know. all day. Maybe not 3 a.m., but it was starting to get like midnight and I was definitely still online. And that I'm... That's the part that makes me a little bit... Yeah. Yeah. So imagine like us as adults consciously knowing yeah. that this is bad for us, right? right? But And we could somewhat control it. Yeah, But somewhat. then imagine like for kids, they don't even know that they're being controlled by something. Of course. And they're just kind of like just Intuitively, addicted to yeah. it, right? Yeah. And so that is a scary part with screen time at kind of like introducing it to them at such a young age. But I also think that... It's become so normal. And for me, because I was a first-time mom and I didn't really know what I was doing, I was just kind of looking at what everyone else was doing. And everyone else was giving their kids the phone, right? Especially when we're going out and we want to, like, have a chat with our friends, you know. But then one thing led to another, as you mentioned, and from... And it just became like this massive thing where I was like, no, it's like it can't be without it. And that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I have to say, though... Granted that Chloe was exposed at a pretty young age and now she's six. There is hope at the end of the tunnel. She's less obsessed with it than she was at like age four. And I think maybe it's because she is back in school. She has friends now. um, And I don't know. I think the content is just like not as exciting to her. It just it's kind of like a way for her to unbore herself, if that makes sense. So the obsession gets a little bit at least it, for us, it has gotten better. Yeah. But now it's a matter of like, okay, 
well, what kind of content should she be watching, which is something that we could probably get into later. Um, But yeah, but with Colette, I haven't had to worry as much. Okay. But what what do you do with your kids when they're, I mean, do they ever say I'm bored? Yeah, they do. But I think kind of when my kid, when Youngjin was about three years old and I was in that in that weird space where they were asking for it and I had to negotiate 10 minutes with them every other day. I kept just reading other blogs and what other people were doing and we kind of changed all of the play structure in our in our the the, the structure of our house where like they play mm-hmm. and where they have their t- their space. We did sort of go through this whole process where we got rid of all like the trinkety toys and all the plasticky toys and all the button toys mm-hmm. and really introduced and, and maybe this doesn't work for everyone but like for my kids like we just have like art corners. I mean I, yeah. I'm calling it art corners just like a space with like all kinds of different markers and play-doh and t- types of different papers and like things that have texture and like sometimes we we'll go outside and get collect the leaves and put them in that little bin so I, I kind of went through a stage where I was trying to keep them entertained uh, take away the iPad and introduce like just give them more of that and then just we have books all over the house I mean like, you got some hardcore readers in your house I but have to say yeah but I think it's because we really nurtured that from an early mm. age and we um and my husband is you know critical in this because he it was it's a lot of, of him and so every corner has books like all kinds of books fun books hard books books that we read and I think that then they shifted a lot of their free time to reading because there's nothing else to do <laughs> <laughs> You just give them what you want them to do and you, they figure it out eventually. Yeah, but and you know what? We we actually discovered at your house yeah. that has been really good for Chloe yeah. is Legos. You have Legos everywhere. In like the upstairs, their oh. room, the downstairs playroom. I think it's so great for them. And you know, Legos, I, when I first got Legos for Chloe, she was so young. I was like, oh, whatever. But yeah. now she could sit down for hours. Yeah. And just build things. Yeah. And that makes me so happy. It's amazing. And she always is like, do you think Sophia has this one? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, she does. <laughs> just like encourage her. Yeah. But yeah, Legos has been a really good one for us. That's really good. It's mm-hmm. like, honestly, and I don't know how this is going to sound, but finding onnies, like for Sophia, for Chloe, uh-huh. that are, have interests, you know, yes. that you want your child to have. Like, Sophia has great onnies who are like more studious and just more like... You know, maybe half social media, but maybe didn't have it until a little bit later. Yeah. Like, and so she, I use that too. You know, I use that. But, you know, Alicia really likes to play soccer. Like, you know, Shay loves to read this book. And yeah. these are some, some of her unnies, right? So she will want to, that I had that, like she will want to copy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unnies yeah. basically means older, older sister. older sister. Literal translation is older sister in Korean. Yeah. But, you know, I, I did a little bit of research. and yeah. Oh, the research is yeah. the worst. I know it's pretty scary, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it out there for those of you that are interested. So let's start off with screen time. And according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, they discourage media use by children younger than two and recommends limiting older children's screen times to no more than one to two hours a day, which we kind of addressed already, right? Um, And we read this research and that's how we inform our choices. yeah. Yeah. And also, according to the American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry, they did a study that said, on average, children ages of 8 to 12 in the U.S. spend 4 to 6 hours a day watching or using screen time. And teens spend up to 9 hours a day. Okay, have you watched The Social Dilemma or oh, Childhood 2.0? Yes, I have. The documentaries? I have. It's I, scary. Okay. I don't need to watch Squid Games because the world is so scary already. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I watched Childhood 2.0. And I haven't seen Childhood 2.0. Please, please, please elaborate a little bit. Please. I mean, it's just so scary. Just the whole concept of these apps being built specifically to, you know, and to to hold on to their attention, right? Mm. To make it addictive, like we said, to really control what they're watching and what they're liking and how long, how much time they're spending on these videos or photos or whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's the algorithm and that's algorithm. that's exactly what happened with the whole Facebook, Instagram of, situation, yeah, right? That's they, got they got called out. out. Yeah, yeah, of course. So 
I really think we need to educate ourselves as parents because I do think at the end of the day, it's kind of on us, yeah. right? Like, uh, you know, the Instagrams and the Facebooks and whatever, they're going to do what they need to do. And they have their missions too. And I, and I understand them. And a lot of good has come out of it. Yeah. But then it's also our job to know what's happening and then set those rules at home and to really talk about it mm. because I what I was seeing before COVID was parents kind of like what you said with Chloe earlier like oh I didn't know like I was just giving it to her and I wasn't putting these parental controls or anything like that but because people don't talk about it then you sh then there's like a fourth grader that shows up with like a full-blown iPhone to school and you're like wait are we doing that now like have you experienced that where <sighs> someone just kind of messes it all up for you yes to be honest and and I, how do you deal with that then? I I I I be defriend them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to talk to them. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, she's one know, of those. Okay, yeah, I'm totally judging. For like younger moms, this is one thing to look out for. If your first child is playing with someone else's third child, mm. inevitably that third child is just like two years ahead of. Of, of yeah. everything, right? Because as a third child, you're going to get a phone in like fourth or fifth grade because your seventh and ninth grade brother or sister already has one. Yeah. But as when it's your first child, you're trying to be as protective. So maybe you would wait until ninth grade or something like that. So I mean, I in that, that dynamic, case, though, you can avoid that, you know? Of course, of course. But that's what we said earlier. I think it's important to realize as a parent, like where you're going to draw hard lines yeah. and where you're going to be like, girl, if you want to go out in your underwear to Target, maybe I won't say anything about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can't have to pick my battles is really yeah. what I've learned. And if my daughter wants to wear a crop top right now, I might say okay, to be honest. Is she, is she, is she is there she's yet? She's asking for crop tops. Somebody help me. But I mean, I wear a crop top. <laughs> Maybe I should not wear a crop tops to your house anymore. I, that probably no, I wouldn't crop help. Tops. <laughs> no, I love your crop tops. I want one. No, I think, I think again, you have to pick your battles yeah. as a parent, whatever. And you're right. You can't control everything. But I think that's something that I, when I was sending my kid to a, and play with friends who have, you know, she's playing with the younger, the younger kid. Then all of a sudden they get exposed to things faster. So it's just something to be aware of. I'm not yeah. saying they can't play, obviously. I'm not saying that, but yeah. it shocked me. Yeah. I know. And like, because I've noticed that as well with Chloe, she naturally gravitates. I don't know if it's like no. a little girl thing, but she loves older girls. Loves like, them. loves them, idolizes them. I'm loves like, hello, them. I'm an older girl. <laughs> Why don't you. you love me? <laughs> no. She's like, no, mom. So. It's really interesting mm -hmm. because she she pretty much, like, for instance, the other day we went to the pumpkin patch and she put on a choker. She put on a little, you know, what are those, like, net tattoo choker looking things? Uh -huh, uh -huh. Like the things that we used to wear back yeah. in high school in, high in school. the 90s, yeah. right? Love those. She put that on. And I was like, where are you going with that? <laughs> And she had, like, this cute little dress. And she was like, oh, I saw my friend Brooke wear this. Right. And Brooke is, like a fifth I, think grader or... I think she's 10. Oh, yeah. She's four years older. And I was right. like, of course. Of, of course. course she did. But I didn't yeah. I didn't fight that because I just yeah. said, you know, you got to pick your battles. Right. And for me, growing up, my parents never dictated or, like, judged me with what I wanted to wear. And I'm sure I walked out with really questionable, <laughs> slutty outfits at some point. And they just let me be. And I yeah. turned out fine. And yeah. I'm still in fashion. And I still dress questionably sometimes. So you don't. <laughs> so, no, that's a good point, though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I, I just don't think that we can control everything. We but can't. I think with screen time, there is – as long as you're going into it a little bit more conscious – cautiously yeah. right and you know what the end goal is for right. me because I'm in digital media mm -hmm. I knew for a fact that they are gonna get some sort of exposure yeah. on digital media and I can't hide it from them so yeah. I know there are some parents um that are like I you basically you're like yeah. okay Monday through Friday no screens I yeah. knew that I could not do that because that would be a little bit hypocritical of me given my kind of job with what I do and I want to nurture it in a way where it's like oh 
it's it's a positive thing. Yeah. We could use it every day, yeah. but we don't have to obsess over it. And it's also work, but it could also be fun. So I try to integrate it every single day, but I can't, as much as I'm like, I wish they would never watch it, yeah. I, that was unrealistic for me. I so agree. I think you have to figure out what works for I your mean, household. At some point, we all have to have that conversation with our kids, right. whether that's in fourth grade or seventh grade or ninth grade. We're going to have to teach our kids how to use all of this technology. Right. I mean, it's just part of helping them understand because this is the the new way we're communicating. I had to have I mean, again, my kids don't have phones or apps yet, but I'm I want to be more educated because I know the conversation is coming. And sometimes it's not about the age because I do know kids who are fourth and fifth grade that have iPhones. Um, I don't think that's the norm. I think that's incredibly rare mm-hmm. i think most kids are getting it at the end of middle school at wait least. how old are you at the end of middle school um you're uh what 13 ish for yeah so around 13 13 14 yeah mm-hmm. i think maybe remember bill gates made an announcement a couple years ago that he didn't give his kids social media or iphones until 14 mm-hmm. and because he's bill gates. bill gates i think maybe a lot of people sort of just look up to that number mm-hmm. but again i think more than the number whether it's 14 or or 18 or 10 it's really the conversations we're having about being responsible not you know the cyberbullying, like being aware of that what does that look like body dysmorphia all of the filters that are happening like having those conversations with our, our kids I just don't want to have them this early on yeah and I just rather just be a little bit tighter on that so that they, we can wait till their brain is a little bit more developed and they're they're more aware of right and wrong. They have more self-restraint and they, they're just more mature to handle such a big responsibility. So yeah. I just want to slow it down as much as possible. So I had uh, Christina Zilber on the podcast yeah. a while back. She is the founder of Jouer Cosmetics and she has a daughter who is a huge TikTok star um, and social media of Gen Z. She's, I don't know, I would like to say she's like 21 now or something like that. But But started? But started pretty early on. But her, what she told me really stuck with me. She said that she actually invited this professional to come into her house. um, And she invited like a lot of her other mommy friends to actually educate the girls on how to deal with social media and screen time in a healthy way. And she said that the one thing her daughter took away and still doesn't do um, because it traumatized her. She said that she literally said it traumatized her when she was a teen hearing this. I think she was like in her early teens when she heard this woman. She said... Whenever you're sending a photo or a video to somebody, uh, whether it's like Snapchat or whatever, never do it on your bed because anyone could use that image and like sexualize it. Oh, God. Right? Let's just kill the internet right now. (laughs) I know. We have girls, little girls. Oh, boy. Okay. So don't take a picture. Don't do anything anything on your bed. On your bed. And she said... um, Uh Her daughter said that she still doesn't do anything on her bed for that reason because it traumatized her so much of hearing that. And so I I thought it was a great idea that her mom took the initiative of like, look, I'm not a pro at this, but I'm going to invite a pro to tell you guys like like how to navigate this in a safe... You guys are going to do it, right? And how to like navigate it safely. So like... Yeah, I think a lot of parents are doing that. I mean, even right now... Yeah, I think that that's that makes sense. Did did they? So then, how did these conversations happen? I don't know if she gave you some insight. So is it like, okay, we're this is a group of friends, and they're thirteen now, and they want to get social media. So then we're all going to sit and have this expert kind of. I don't know. I don't think she about it. told me why she did it. Yeah, but I'm assuming that there was already a lot of interest from yeah, her from daughter the and, and friends. the friends, and right. that are probably already getting onto these platforms. Yeah. Um. And so, I think as a concerned parent, yeah. you're like, how? Maybe you can't necessarily take it away from them because they're going to find a way to use it anyways. Yeah, that's so. How case. do we? How do we control? I was talking to my mom yesterday about this, um, and this is a whole different situation, you know, topic. 
but like drugs and alcohol as teens, right? I was a very good teen growing up. Like I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, Mainly because my mom scared the living crap out of me. Same. So I was definitely scared. How do we bring that back? And how do do we bring that that tactic back, the alpha mom back? Yeah, how do we do that? But, you know, a lot of times... I think the generation is different now. It's yeah. more of like having these open conversations of like, of this course. is what you're going to deal with. Yeah. And if you're going to deal with it, like I'm going to deal with it with you, yeah. you know, and I'm yeah. there I with you. I prefer that parenting style anyway. Yeah. So I think it's the same thing with... With social. Social. Yeah. But social is the the thing about... So to me, when I kept thinking about this, because I always ask my niece, I'm like, okay, what is the reason to give your child a $1,000 smartphone? And, you know, I, I'm talking about... I'm arguing up until middle school, like up until eighth grade. What is like, why do they even need it? Like, what are they doing? Like, what, why, why? And I mean, have you asked your mom friends that gave their kids a phone? What's the reason? These are the reasons, which I'm sorry. And I'm going to say it. Don't think it's justified. I, I said what I said. Okay. Okay. I have to pick them up from soccer. And sometimes I'm late. They, after school, they have practices, art, mm-hmm. theater, sporty things. Sometimes I'm late or the caretaker, whoever's picking up is late. So it's pretty much to get in touch with them. To get in touch with them. Okay. okay. Other reasons I've heard is all their friends have it. Oh, that's not a good reason. I mean, I'm you sorry. know how I feel about yeah. that. Because I thought the point of parenting was to teach our children not to fall into peer pressure. Yeah. Right? I thought that was the point. Okay. Or part of the point. Okay. The other, kind of the other reasonings are, why not? It's not a big deal. Mm. Right? It's like, it's not harmful. It's like, I mean, sure. Like, we only hear the really scary cases of the depression and the suicide, but that's one in a gajillion. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, okay. So I, that, those are kind of the, the reasons. Like, okay, oh, so it's fun. Go- They're just messaging with their friends. They're just watching silly TikTok videos. I mean, these silly TikTok videos are sometimes not very silly. They're, They're very sexualized. Silly. They're so sexualized. Yeah. And they're like constantly being marketed bunch of crap. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's all advertising and marketing. Exactly. Yeah. So let's go back to theory number one, which is I'm late and exactly. I, I need to get in touch with them. Right. I, I get that. I, I, something that came up was uh, some kids have to take public transportation. Mm, like the bus. The bus. The school which bus. I, which I, I guess it does make sense, but aren't they with some sort of trusted adult up until eighth grade all the time? Or is there at some point where like they're not with a trusted adult at some point, like they're either with the bus driver mm. or the soccer coach. So I have a friend who gave her daughter, because she does take public transportation to school. I have a friend who gave her daughter a smartwatch. Right. That's that's a different conversation. So yeah. if that's the case, oh, yeah. I need to get in touch with my kid. Yeah. Give them a smartwatch. Exactly. Right. Why do they need like a full-blown iPhone? Because then it goes into because the all of the other thing. friends exactly. have, and that's to be completely honest. As much Let's as talk about that, yeah. As much as I'm like, I would never do that because that is not a valid reason. I feel like I would easily fall into that trap. Yeah, easily. Yeah, because you give them a candy for Halloween. I give them toothbrushes. <laughs> <laughs> she gives away toothbrushes. Yeah. yeah, it's and it's a tricky line. Because tricky for me, line. okay, how I look at it, and again, I don't know what I'm going to do when I get there. Like, I, I agree. I yeah, agree. I don't know. You're not going to be the one that's going to give the phone away. Just watch. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh, everybody get a phone. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I don't know. My kids, you're right. I'm still in like elementary school. So being popular right now is wearing a crop top. I'm like, sure. Yeah. So it's... Or it's, a choker. Or a choker. <laughs> But yeah, I I don't know what middle school looks like. That's kind of because this is where I part. have a hard time, um, like with that situation. Because what I believe with kids nowadays, there were kids like this before, but I don't think as much because we, as first generation immigrant kids or coming from immigrant parents, like we wanted to be like so obedient to them, right? Yeah. But I think it's changed a lot, just yeah. the culture culturally yeah. and just what kids want and what they have access to, right? So for me, in my head, is that if the kid really wants something, they will go get it themselves somehow, you know? Okay. Whether it's borrowing money from a friend, whether it's stealing, whether it's like somehow getting it from like, I don't know, some random bootleg shop, you know? Yeah. Um, CDs. I remember CDs uh, back in the day. Yeah. (laughs) That totally aged us, (laughs) by the way. Oh, darn. (laughs) (laughs) So 
that's where my head naturally goes to is like if they want it that bad and they want to fit in that bad and all of their other friends have it yeah and they're gonna go the links to get it themselves yeah i might as well give it to them yeah. and put restrictions and around have a it. conversation about it so that's, that's <sighs> i i totally get that and that's why i was wondering you you referenced um the joie um ceo last time or mm-hmm. founder and i was that's why i was wondering if it was like something like that mm-hmm. like okay let's get all of our close friends and do it together and then set these guidelines yeah. together which makes sense to me yeah instead of like just random people like popping here and there and everybody getting it at different times without having a conversation about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it has to be an open conversation. I think if you're not going to give it to them, that's always hard because you have to kind of have that mom tribe that are all on the same page. But I know that can be very, very difficult, especially as they get older. They make friends with different people and yeah. you can't become friends with everyone, right? I am. I will. You are that mom. You are the mom that I'm like, I just don't get how you do that. You're the mom at every baseball game. No, it's not that, but I will definitely. to the coaches. No, and I do do that because poor coaches. But I, 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 yes, I, I have to learn. I mean, there's definitely like want to have that trust with the kids and have these conversations. Like you said, they're going to sneak it around. Sophia. There was a time where, like, I didn't want her to eat, you know, junk food, and she would sneak it behind and eat it anyway. So mm. all of that is true. You're absolutely right. I want to have conversations with the kids about it. The thing about junk food and iPhones is that it has, like, this addictive quality to it that's yeah. kind of different than, like, when we wanted to go and get CDs or piercings. I'm addicted <laughs> to piercings now, apparently, because they are actually addicting. I'm like, oh, where else? That's what I've heard, actually. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to go back next week. Do you want to come with me? Okay. Maybe. Lynette's going to come. <laughs> okay, let's do it. <laughs> but yes, I mean, but uh, then again, it's like, it's, then why don't we just set proper hardcore boundaries exactly. around it then? No, I think that actually is the answer. It's like you have to have open communications to set these guidelines with hopefully like a tribe of families that you have similar values with. Yeah. I guess my point is like, how early do we have this conversation? Yeah. Like, why can't we wait a bit more? I think it's really what I'm trying to figure out for my kid. I mean... It's hard because I'm trying to think back when, because for us, it was pagers, right? Oh, pagers. And I never got a pager. I never got one. And I actually was thinking about like getting one from a friend somehow because I always worked as a kid. So I was like, oh, if I saved enough money, then I could just like ask my friends. That's why I went back to like cell phones. Like if kids really wanted, they could get us somehow, right? Yeah. And so I never got one, but it almost made it even shinier for me because yeah, I couldn't get it. You earned it. And, and that's another thing. I'm like, why don't we make it not as exciting um, by just being like, okay, here, but this is all you can do. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this is boring. I don't really want it anymore. Yeah, I have heard right? families do it that way, actually. Like, yeah. sure, if you want to hear it is. I don't know. Yeah, but then it, but it is addictive. It's that's addictive. I think that's yeah. what's different compared to a pager. You know what but I mean? But then that's where the restrictions come in. The boundaries. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you're making the social media stuff sexy, like shiny, uh, right? Exactly. So I guess it's a never-ending battle. I guess. But let's guess take our lunch have, break. Oh, no? okay, good. Yeah, let's take so our lunch also. break. <laughs> so I'm going to share with you what I brought because I packed you a little something today. Oh, I really like your lunchbox. Are you one. ready? Yeah. Oh. It's a little sandwich. Oh. It's a homemade sandwich. It's going to smell. I'm sorry, Nick. It's tuna. <gasps> oh, I love tuna. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, my mom lives with me right now, and it's the most glorious thing because mm. she is literally making me all sorts of amazing things. But this is what I eat for lunch every day when I work from home, mm-hmm. made with love by Oma Lim, and you could try it. I would love to, like right now. Oh, yum! You could just take a bite. And she it's made also- it. She made it just for you, and she even mm. prepackages it with her little like. Sandwich. I don't even know what that is. Paper. Thank you, Omalimashike. <laughs> it is really it's packaged so neatly. Yeah. And that's this is like her version of love. Yeah, it yeah, is her it love really language. Is. Food is her love language. Mm. And oh, I just love this you. sandwich so much. I eat it every single day. And mm. I don't know how to make it because I don't make it. But I will get the recipe for you guys if you guys are interested. Uh, she just like do. throws in tons of avocado, which I personally love. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's pretty oh, much it. And the it. bread is toasted. The bread is toasted. It's a little butter. So. It's so, I can yeah. already, it smells really good. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty stinky. Thank you. Yeah. I brought. What is that? Jujubees. Oh, that's Jujubees. Yeah, because 
They're delicious. <gasps> and they actually had them at the market. You... And these are like the organic California ones, which are pretty hard to find. My mom got me into jujube. So every time I ask, mom, I'm coming to Wate, what can I bring for you? You know, cosmetics, skincare, clothing, whatever. She's like, no, my mom doesn't care much about those things. I mean, you know, just the basic. She always asks for flaxseed, cinnamon, huh. um, you know, um, red pepper flakes, like the Korean style, uh-huh. and jujubes, dried jujubes. Could you not get those things in Guatemala? No. And blueberry. you can't get blueberries down there. You can barely get um, semilla de marañón. What is that called? Say it, say it in Spanish. Semilla de marañón. Not cashews. The other one. Oh, I can't remember. Okay. My brain is, is dead. Okay, so I don't know if you guys want to try these, but these are actually really good because they taste like mini apples. Oh, I'll try it. So have some. But you know what What I do with jujubes that is so perfect for the holidays? Oh. You just like, you just put them in hot water and it just makes your your house smell like the holidays. Yeah. It's like the most wonderful thing. It's so good. Okay, I'm going to I mean, I, I don't like, I... I just, I, my mom loves them, so I just, I buy them for her, and I'm constantly looking for them on mm. all the markets. Um, so this was really good. And then I, I have some grapes, and then my famous gluten. I didn't realize that they, sorry, before you go into the other stuff, but yeah. I didn't realize that jujubes are actually, like, so crunchy, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've only had them In, like, cooked, tea format. Like, yeah. in the tea format. Oh, my God, they're good. Or they used to, we put them in, like, the Korean chicken soup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like the dry mm, dates. Are, they're so good. Wow. So right now they're at the market. So just grab them because they, they're seasonal. Um, and so then we... And they're I'm so a, good. The I'm kids love them. They're so the kids good. love them? Because mm-hmm. mm. it's like like an apple kind mm-hmm. of um, flavoring to it. So good. I could eat this entire box. Mm-hmm. And, call, and they're not that sweet. They're not sweet. They're easy to carry around. Not that. Mm. Thank mm-hmm. you. They do have a seat inside. Oh, she's taking a bite of... Oh my God. She's taking a bite of on my limbs. Oh, wow. Oh, I, gotta, I, I need to record this. Has, I love that it has um, red onions. One of my favorite things. Okay, take a bite. You, I'm ready. Okay. Oh. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Does it have like apple or like... Yeah, she put like fruit in it. Like mm. I think a little bit of apple within the tuna. And the celery is so good. I don't even like celery. And this is... But she makes it so good. And I think it has seeds too. Of course your mom. I love her food post. Mm -hmm. She makes like authentic Korean food. Mm -hmm. But then she also does like random... Mm. Random like Mm. sandwiches and pastas. Mm. Okay. If you guys are really interested in this because it's a really bomb sandwich, I will ask Oma Lim for for the recipe. recipe. You want the recipe? Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Mm. Okay, you can finish it mm, I love while the, we break. I love that the bread is a little toasted too. All right, guys, it is here. The holidays are just around the corner. I mean, I cannot believe it. And I promised myself this year that I'm going to get ahead of everyone else and actually enjoy the holidays for what it is than worrying about last minute gifts. I mean, trust me, I've been there and done that too many times. Holidays are all about coming together with our loved ones and taking an active role in creating magic for the season. And I'm a true believer that memories are created from doing things instead of buying things. So whether it's cutting paper snowflakes, gluing sticky ornaments, or kneading holiday cookie dough, creating these things together actually create the memories for the holidays. Sure, we can buy ornaments, but isn't building your own so much more awesome? So this year, KiwiCo wants to invite you and your family to make the holidays a little less prepackaged and a little more hands-on, which I love. And of course, all while learning a thing or two along the way. So as you guys know, I've been talking about KiwiCo for a while now. My daughters and I have been using it for many, many months now, and we are obsessed. I mean, I've kind of lost track of how many boxes that we've done, but we still cannot get enough. And the most recent one that I did with my daughter, Chloe, was a pinball machine crate. And oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And she was just so astonished by the end of the project. We made everything from the board to the actual game in itself. We 
played with angles and momentum. And the look on Chloe's face when she finished the project was seriously so priceless. She was so proud of herself that she did it on her own with, of course, a little help from me. But it's a prized possession in her room now. No one can touch it. It's like on the top corner of her shelf. We also just got the walking robot crate, which we are so excited about to try. I love that KiwiCo allows kids to become so proud of their own creation and really value the process. So your child can get super cool hands-on science and art and geography projects delivered right to their door every single month. They'll be so excited to see these arrive in the mail. And I promise you guys, the day that the box arrives, that will be their favorite day of the month. I mean, at least it is for my kids. And you'll also be surprised at how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a busy parent, I know it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. So let KiwiCo do the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. There's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel at any time. So this holiday, don't just teach kids how to buy, but teach them how to build. Give them a gift of hands-on holiday with a KiwiCo subscription and celebrate a love for hands-on learning all year long. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code BUMO at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com. Promo code BUMO, B-U-M-O. So... Because I have my thoughts on social media, you have your thoughts on social media. I just wanted to hear what our community thought as well, because I think everyone, social media and screen time is one of those things that so many people have an opinion about, and there's no right or wrong, really. It's whatever works for them. Absolutely. So I asked my followers, and I know you asked your followers as well, so I'm going to read a few that kind of stood out to me. Mm -hmm. So one of them, my seven and a half years old has to earn it. 30 minutes reading equals 30 minutes screen time. Mm -hmm. She can earn more on the weekends. I kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, at least you're instilling some sort of lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another person said, I make a deal with kiddos to write, draw me, and friends a letter, and they get two TV episodes. So literally making them write letters. I was like, okay. Okay, I love the whole concept that you have to earn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another one is one hour after school and family movie night on Saturday. No social because kids are only seven and four. Okay, so another one that I thought was really good that we actually didn't talk about was she said MGMN831. She said that the she sets the timer and parental control on how many episodes they watch based on age. So that's something that we didn't talk about. So I guess there are, I mean, I'm not too familiar with all the parental control stuff, but no. I guess there are ways to control that. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube has some too, but but that's the other thing. I also hear that they don't work. So I think, yes, set the parental controls, obviously, but don't rely on them. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I I deleted YouTube off Me my too. devices. But yeah. then on the family TV, they could watch it from there. So I could at least watch it. I'm the parental control, basically. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Our kids earn their screen time during the week by finishing their chores and schoolwork. Oh. That's so funny that it's so much about earning. Yeah. I, we've kind of moved away from earning things. Why? I guess, and maybe because our kids are older. Maybe we did the earning thing when they were younger. Mm-hmm. But I guess the the thought is we want them to have, in, like, in, intrinsically want to do things mm. because they know it's the right thing to do instead of doing it to earn something. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. That's how most parenting Works. And it's um, also like almost going back to the conversation of making, putting screen time on such a high pedestal, exactly, right? Exactly. And making it so shiny. Like yeah. if you do it's this, then it's a reward, yeah. right? Yeah. So I understand why people do it. I do it too. Right. But then sometimes I do think that like, am I making too big of a deal out of it? I right. Think so, yeah. I think so too. And definitely with house chores, our conversation around house chores are, this is your house too. Mm. And please help take care of it. So we should we do an episode on, on that. On house chores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. At what age? Because I still don't know what I should get my girls to do. Like yeah. what's appropriate. This was interesting. I would be more critical and think why you need to give it to them in the first place. 
it doesn't have to do with age, but maturity, hmm. which I think makes sense. But maturity is tied to age. Sure. But again, you can have a 14-year-old who is, you know, I don't know, super insecure. And like, you know uh, that that 14-year-old on social or whatever is not going to do well. It. I see but that. But maybe you have a 14-year-old who's very, very secure. She's very busy with her own activities. She's studious. She, you know what I mean? Has like a solid foundation. And maybe social wouldn't affect her as much. I mean, I'm just speculating. I don't know. Um, no, I think I think it is that I think a lot of it has to do with like one self control, exactly, the and restraint, to, yeah. and how strong they are with their own self, exactly. right? Yeah, with temptations and all of that. Yeah. And if you as a parent can gauge that, they feel pretty solid, yes, and confident. Except that when you watch Childhood 2.0, the dog, they pretty much tell you that <laughs> they can't. They, they can't control it. Even though that's like, it's the whole concept of like, I'm a good parent. I'm responsible. I'm on top of it. I put the parental controls. It won't happen to my child. But it does. But it does. Ugh. Because they are such, you know what I mean? <laughs> because they know how to get to those quote unquote stronger kids. So it's it's hard. But again, we have to have these conversations with the kids. There's no other way around it as they get older. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around it. It's yeah. like the new reality. I guess it's kind of like us. Dealing with like chat rooms in AOL. That's what I was dealing with. My parents were like, don't go into chat rooms and talk to weird men. And I'm like, okay. And I still did it. Yeah. In space. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah. Most of my responses were after middle school. So I'm feeling hopeful. Wait, social media or screen social time? media? Okay. Screen time. I think, you know what? Because I think my parents are a little bit older and we're really looking ahead. Um, to social, to middle school. I mean, I'm seeing 13, 14. I have one that's at 21, I love you, tuna tacos. Um, 17, 14, sixth grade, 16. But the question is, are these parents that have kids that age or they're just, they have younger kids and they're saying that that is what they're planning to do? No, my question was, at what age did you give your kid an iPhone smartphone? Oh, so they already went through So they're directly responding to Mm. that question. So I think you have a little bit of an older mom following, right? Maybe I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so they probably have gone through the ringer and have experienced this already, whereas a lot of my followers are new moms and they're younger. Yeah. So you are right. Like, just within the five-year difference. Between our kids, I see a huge jump. There's huge jumps. Because I do think that for my son who's fifth grade... Video games is kind of a thing, but that's about it. They're mm. not really asking to text message their friends all day or anything like that. Mm, I see. Which I, I think is one of the other reasonings is, but they want to chit chat with their friends. They want to text their friends. Oh, but I'm I like, do they need to text their friends after school every day? I don't know. Do they? I have no idea. I, I don't. I don't think so, but do they? I mean, they're with their friends all day. What else are they going to talk about? Yeah, I think it's so distracting. Yeah, but again. Well, anyways, thank you guys for submitting your thoughts. And as mentioned earlier, we're not experts. Mm. um, And these are just kind of our own thoughts and experiences. And at the end of the day, you do you. And you do what feels right for you. And, you know, we. I'm fully aware that, again, especially the women that work and they have to also be mothers at the same time and cook dinner and all of that. There's a little bit less, there's less flexibility in that sense of support, right? And so that's their only option sometimes. But even as stay-at-home moms, like when you're you're with your kid eight hours a day, like you're like, please just Mm. leave me alone for two hours. And you need that. And you need that break. And And you shouldn't feel guilty about it. No, absolutely not. And you should just figure out like what works for your family and then and then and then do that and not feel bad about it. Yeah. Not feel guilty so about it. shameless plug here, but Bumo has an on-demand learning program, which is pretty much on-demand like classroom content. So it's more so focused on younger kids, like ages two through five years old. But it's really focused on giving them like entertaining but educate educational content anywhere and everywhere and so I know a lot of younger parents Colette actually loves it a lot it's really age appropriate for her and so it's almost like finding these tools that you feel comfortable with and just having and kind of taking those as 
your backup, right? Like if you need an hour to cook or clean or whatever, you just have your tools that you know you can rely on and use those without any guilt and, you know, just be able to have peace within yourself as well. So I think just doing your research of what feels right, um, you know, it doesn't have to be the same thing for everyone. And yeah, those are my thoughts. So Thank you all for for listening. Sarah, I don't know if you have any other thoughts Closing on... Closing thoughts? Yeah, Closing I, thoughts. I agree too. I think the mental health of the mother is more important. Yeah. So like if you need two hours and your kids need to be on watch TV or a screen for two hours because you need that time for yourself to do whatever you need to do, I'm like, do that. Yeah. Yeah. If you absolutely. need that break. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much for listening in. This was so much fun. I hope that you guys enjoyed our little rant today. Um <laughs> This is just so much fun. It's like me and Sarah just doing what we always do anyways. And you guys are just listening in. So if there's any other topics that you guys want us to talk about, specifically DM either one of us or DM at Bumo Parent. By the way, we did merge all of our handles on Bumo. That. that makes it so much easier. So much easier, Thank right? You. Because yeah. it is one brand and we just want to make it easier for all of you to just find us. So you could either DM us individually or at Bumo Parent. And also we would love it so much if you could please leave us a review on iTunes because that will just encourage us and really help us with everything. So thank you guys so much. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We want to keep this conversation going with you. So please leave us a DM on Instagram and make sure to follow us and subscribe to our podcast. And we would love it if you left us a review. Also, if you're in the Los Angeles area, make sure to visit us at Bumo Work at Westfield Century City Shopping Center. And if you're looking for educational-based content entertainment for your little ones, visit us at www.bumobrain.com or at Bumo Brain on Instagram. 